Hello and welcome to the Glacier Valley Church of God. Today's podcast was recorded live on Sunday before a full church. If there's anything we can do to bless you, to pray for you, please contact us at 907-789-3605. Glacier Valley Church of God, a place of hope, a place of healing. surprised her a little bit. Amen. Amen. But it's just so good to see all you guys this morning. And uh, I'm just so thankful you're here. God bless you for being here. Um, How many are here just because of the food? I'm just curious. Okay, good. That's fine. So what that means is I'm going to preach extra long, okay? Because uh, I want to make sure you get the word in you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. This morning, uh, I was uh, uh, fretting about some things. I know you don't think pastor worries about things, but I was worried and frustrated about a couple things. And my wife looked at me literally and said this to me. She goes, you need to fix your face. <laughs> some of you need to fix your face. <laughs> all right, let me see your pearly whites or pearly yellows, whatever you got, all right? Let me see them. Praise God. Do you have beautiful smiles? Most of you do. I'm not going to All of you have beautiful smiles. Uh, I just, uh, I'm excited about some things that are coming up here in the church. Uh, on uh, Wednesday, of course, we have normal service. Will will be teaching. He's been teaching our declaration of faith. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit. Uh, if you want to understand about the Holy Spirit, I would encourage you to be here for that because we, we delve into it. We ask the hard questions that nobody wants to ask. So we ask those questions, amen? And then uh, on Friday, we're going to be having movie night here. Uh, we're going to be playing a movie, a good Christian movie, and uh, we're not sure if we're going to be upstairs or downstairs yet, but we're going to have popcorn and drinks, and it's going to be a family atmosphere, and I ask that you support this. I I really do, because if you want us to have these special events, then I need you to support it, all right? Bring your kids. Uh, We have sharp knives they can play with, and so, uh, you know, we'll have a knife throwing contest, and so we'll have fun, Uh, and uh, actually, Randy's going to babysit all the small toddlers so that we're good. Uh, he said he would do that, so I'm I'm thankful for that, Randy. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, and we're we're close to being finished with the bathroom downstairs. I know I keep saying that, but I promise we're almost there. We got some help this week. We're going to get it done. And then on Saturday, Saturday we're going to be meeting here at the church at five o'clock because we're going to do our first evangelism event downtown. And what that's going to be is if you want to. Learn how to, now, some people have been nervous about this, and I understand because, you know, how do you go up and talk to people? Well, that's why we're meeting at 5 o'clock, because I'm going to teach you, amen? I'm going to teach you how to interact with people. We're not going to go right at 5 o'clock. We're going to meet here at 5 o'clock. We're going to talk about how to talk to people. Uh, We're going to talk about what to say, how not to say. We're going to do some role playing, because I want you to go in prepared. I want you to know what to do. And that's how we do things, okay? So if you want to show up at 5 o'clock, we're going to do that. We'll do that. We're going to spend some time in prayer. And then later that night, we're going to hit the bars. Okay, that sounds weird. (laughs) But we're going to go hit where the bars are, I should say that. And we're going to be witnessing to people, okay? And we're going to be letting them know that Jesus loves them. And and I need some people who will bring some uh, coffee canisters if they can. Because I'd like to take some coffee downtown to some people and pour them some coffee. Usually if you walk up with a cup of coffee to somebody, they they tend to be a little bit more receptive, amen? And so that's what I want to do. We'll talk about that on Wednesday. But I'm excited about it. Who else is excited about going downtown and doing some street ministry, amen? 
Amen. Praise God. We might even get some, some tourists in there as well, which would be great. And so I mentioned that about my, my wife telling me to change my face because, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes we get a little grumpy, don't we? Anybody else get grumpy besides me? Thank you for being honest, Helen. I appreciate that. Randy's going, hmm, yeah. Thank you, Fred, for being honest. Anybody else is willing to admit that maybe sometimes you get a little grumpy, amen? Yes, we all need to admit that. All of us get grumpy, right? Especially the older we get because there's things that we want to do that we're no longer able to do, and that can be irritating, right? And so we get frustrated, and we get into this worldly life that we're in, and we get bogged down in the mess, don't we? Anybody watching the news lately? We need to stop watching the news, okay? I've been watching the news, I confess, and, and, and I just get, I get frustrated. Let me read this verse to you because I'm here to encourage you this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 and 52, Behold, I tell you a mystery. You know, you know why he says mystery? Because it doesn't make sense. It's not logical. Now me, I'm, a, I'm a, an extremely logical person. I don't mean I'm smart. I'm not trying to imply that. But to me, life, to ha life has to have logic to it. It has to make sense, right? Does anybody else that way? It has to make sense. It has to be structured. But here, Paul is saying, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. In other words, we shall not all die. But we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, or at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Give glory to God this morning that we're going to be changed. Amen? I remember... I was in San Antonio about a month ago, and, and uh, I was just a long ways from, from Jenny and my, and my family, and I, I remember I was down there, and I was enjoying some, some companionship with some friends of mine, some pastor friends of mine, and we would, we would laugh, and we would cut up, and they would tease me, and I would tease them back. It was just a lot of fun, but I kept thinking, you know, I, I, miss, I miss home, you know? I remember going back to my hotel room, and, and it was just so lonely. Is this too loud, by the way? Do, okay, good. I just want to make sure. I may get loud. That's why I'm asking, but I know Nick will take care of that. So I remember thinking to myself, I said, man, I, I miss home. I, I miss my wife. I miss my wife's cooking. I mean, I was eating at some good food. Don't get me wrong. But there's something about the way my wife cooks that it's just magical. She puts love in the food. You can tell this is all love right here, right? And the way she cooks, and man, I just love it. And, and then my, my, my daughter and my son was here at the time, and I just really enjoyed that time with, the, with them. And so I missed them, right? Have you ever been in a situation you've been separated from people that you love, and you think, I just want to go home, right? I just miss my family. I just miss the ones that I'm acquainted with, and I just 
want to go home. There's something within us, even if we're away at work or doing something else, there's something within us that wants to go back to home because it reminds us of a place of acceptance. It reminds us of a place of love. It reminds us of a place of unconditional love. Now, not everyone here knows what that feels like, but that's really what home is about. It's about going to a place where you know you can be yourself and people there love you. Amen? That's what home is about. But brothers and sisters, the problem that we have today is that we are not truly home in this world, are we? That's why we're beginning to feel a little restless. I don't know about you, but my wife and I were talking about it this morning and this weekend. We don't feel like we belong here anymore. Now, don't say we don't belong in Juno. That's not what I said. I'm talking about this world. We don't belong here anymore. I'm longing for a place that I am not at right now. I am longing for heaven. I am longing for the streets of gold. Amen. I am longing to be in God's presence. Amen. And every day, every day that this world goes by, Christianity and Christians are rejected a little bit more. We are blamed a little bit more. We are not being talked to. We are being shunned. We are being, we are being rejected every day a little bit more till one day it's going to be a, a crime to be a Christian. I am willing to commit that crime. Amen? And every day it feels like that our faith is under attack and it makes us long for home. Amen? It makes us long to to walk with Jesus on the streets of gold, as I said. It makes us long to be in the Father's presence. It makes us long for that, amen? You know why? Can I tell you why we feel that way? Because he's coming back. He's coming back, amen? He's coming back for us. He, now, let me, I want you to understand what I just said. Because we get weary in that sometimes, and we don't believe it sometimes. As much as we say we come to church, we don't understand how grand that moment is. He is coming back for us. Most people have given up on that. I'm going to talk about it in a moment. But he is coming back for you. He is coming back for me. He is coming back for your children. He is coming back for this generation. He is coming back for this city. And I don't know about you, but I am longing for that home. A place where bills do not exist. A place where sickness and illness do not exist. A place where back pain does not exist. Praise God. See, the first century church was in a similar position to us. They were being persecuted, although their persecution was much more than we're experiencing right now. They were persecuted on a daily basis. As a matter of fact, they could not meet openly like we do. They had to draw little signs in the dirt to communicate to other believers. And they were promised that the Lord was coming back, and in their minds it was any day now. That's what they thought. But that's not how it worked either. Because he said this, Jesus said this in John chapter 14, verse 3, he says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. That's a promise from God. Okay, are you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Now, Jesus is the one who did creation. The Bible says it through him, creation was done. If creation took seven days, and he's been working on my place for 2,000 years, I know it's going to be a nice place. What do you think? Amen? Amen? But... There was this anticipation that his return was imminent, that it was going to happen any moment. But Jesus never really said that. He says, behold, I'm coming soon. But soon didn't mean right then. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 3 through 4, knowing this first, the scoffers will come in the last days walking according to their own lust. Has anybody seen that lately? that it's more important to teach our kindergarten and first graders about transgenderism than it is about reading, that it's more important to teach our first and second graders about homosexuality than about math, those are more important than a basic fundamental skills, it's more important to allow the child to explore their sexuality versus teaching them their ABCs. What kind of people are we that we think we can do this to children and it's okay? It's not okay. It's not okay. And God bless our teachers who are working in that environment and doing everything they can to resist that. You don't know the pressure that they're under. You don't know what they go through. We need to lift our teachers up. Amen? We need to lift our teachers up. They walk according to their lust, and they say, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. That's the attack of the enemy right now. That's why some of you feel weary, because you wonder, is God ever going to come back? Is Jesus ever going to fulfill his promise? Is he ever going to return to us? And I'm telling you, what the Lord wants from us today is that we know that he's coming back, and we prepare our ourselves accordingly, amen, that we adorn ourselves as the bride, that we do everything we can to make ourselves pure in his eyes, amen. We must hold on to that promise that he's going to return to us. He has not forgotten us as abandoned children. 2 Corinthians 1.20, listen to this, for all the promises of God in him are what? You guys awake out there? Everybody awake? All the promises of God are? Yes. Come on now. Do we believe that in our heart? Do we believe that his promises are yes? Got to have a little bit of conviction there. See, we're Pentecostal. We can yell and scream in church and nobody's going to tell you to be quiet. Amen? As a matter of fact, we kind of encourage the amens and the oh me's and the oh my's. We encourage all of that. You know why? I don't want you to fall asleep. Right? I want you to understand God's promises are yes. and in Him yes. to the glory of God through us. But we ask the question is He really coming? Is Jesus, you know, I've heard this my whole life and I'm <clears throat> 52 years old. I don't want to say how old I am. Because <laughs> if I, I'm 52, you know how old my parents are. They're like ancient, right? Yeah, they're really old, and they've heard all their lives the Lord is coming back. Some of you have heard all your lives that the Lord is coming back, but where is he? Second Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, but, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, as a thousand years is one day. 
The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Brothers and sisters, the Lord is coming back, but that means we still have work to do. Amen? See, I believe with all my heart that when the last person who was declared, who God knew was going to be saved, who God knew was going to give their life to him, then the Lord will come back. Sometimes the effort to get him to come back is on us because we need to evangelize, amen? We need to go out and tell people. We need to tell people. We need to tell people. There's a line right now, it's called the 1030 or the 1040 line, it's across the Middle East where over three and a half billion people have not heard of Jesus because they're caught up in the demonic religion of Islam. They're caught up in this demonic religion. Their God, Allah, is not our God. I want to tell you that right now. They are not the same. Get that out of your mind. They are not the same. It is a totally different God. Our God is holy. Our God is mighty. There is none greater than him. None greater than him. For brothers and sisters, we must get out. We must tell the world that Jesus is alive. Now, it may not mean that we can all go to the Middle East, but we can send money who can help someone go to the Middle East. Amen? We need to go out and we need to tell the homosexual. We need to go out and tell the transgender. We need to go out and tell the pedophile. There is someone who died for you, and you need to be saved. You can be saved. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I want you to tell you this morning, your family, okay, I'm getting hot now. Here we go. All right, praise God. That's as much as I'm taking off, I promise. When God starts to move in our lives, we want to tell people about Jesus. See, the purpose of the Holy Ghost is not for us to have run and jump in services where he comes down and we all shout and we all go home. No, the purpose of the Holy Ghost is to empower us to go out, to go out, to go out, to go out and witness for him. See, God does not give you a gift so that you can have it for yourself. When God gives you a gift... He expects you to be what we call a pass-through. In other words, you give that gift to somebody else. Now, he just uses you as an instrument, amen? And i got to ask you a question, and don't let me burn you here a little bit, but how many people have you won to Christ in the past year? Got quiet, didn't it? How many people have you won to Christ in the past two years? How many people have you won to Christ in the last five years? Where is the church with winning people to God? Amen. Where is the church? Brothers and sisters, we have a missional responsibility to go out and tell people. It doesn't mean everybody's going to come to the Lord, but we need to tell somebody. Now, I know saying that might have hurt your feelings a little bit, but God wants me to explain to you that if you got saved by his glorious power, you're not to keep that to yourself. Amen? Amen. Well, pastor, I've tried tell him. I've tried telling him. Tell him again. Amen. How many times do you have to tell a child to clean up their room before they actually do it? Come on, right? 
How many times do you have to tell your husband how to load the dishwasher correctly? Okay, maybe that was a bad example because I still don't do it right. How many times do we have to tell our children to act a certain way? How many times does God have to come to us and tell us not to do this? How many times do we fall under the pressure of not doing things the right way and God says, it's okay, do it this way. Brothers and sisters, you're going to have to tell them more than once. And don't be disappointed when they don't come to church because you planted a seed, amen? And you may plant the seed and God's going to water and he will receive the increase this morning, amen? If we want the Lord to come back, then we have a missional stake in this to go out into the world. Man, we need pastors in Huna. Huna doesn't have a, or is it, is it, I can't remember. I think it's Huna. They don't have a pastor right now. Man, I feel that so strong in my heart. I want Huna to have a pastor. And wouldn't it be great if that came from us? Amen? Wouldn't it be great if we rose up somebody and they say, Pastor, I'm called to preach and I'm going to send you to Huna. Amen? Wouldn't it be great if we sent pastors all over the world? Praise God. Listen, I'm not mad. I know it sounds like I'm mad, but I'm not mad because I want you to know I want the Lord to come back. I want the Lord to come back. I want him to come back so bad, but it is not my job to sit in my house and close the doors and just wait for him to come back. No, my job is to go out into the highways, into the byways, into the places that nobody else wants to go. He didn't call me to the comfortable. He called me to the uncomfortable. He didn't call me to be easy. He called me to the uneasy, amen? There's places that need Jesus. There's people that need Jesus, and they're going to disappoint you. They're going to hurt you. You know what? The Lord feels that pain, but that's not on you. You did your part, and I promise you the blessing in heaven that waits. So you have no idea when you get to heaven, strangers are going to come up to you. And they're going to say, remember that $5 you gave that was all you could give? Because of that offering, I'm now in heaven because of you. Amen. Remember, remember when you taught Sunday school that time? You didn't know it, but I gave my heart to Jesus as a child. I mean, I went and did the wrong things, but I came back to him. And then someone else is going to come to you and, and said, remember when you got up and you gave your testimony? I gave my heart to Jesus at that moment. Brothers and sisters, we're not always going to see what we do. We're not always going to see the results of what we do. And I think sometimes God hides it from us so we don't get puffed up, you know? We don't get all like, hey, look at what I did because the Spirit of God does what He does, amen? We're just an instrument, just like this bass guitar can't do nothing on its own. It's only when I pick it up and I start playing it that it does something, amen? And it is the same with us. We are instruments of Him, amen? Amen? Praise God. I want you to know today, just like that last verse, he wants everybody to come to repentance. All right, are you ready to do a little exercise with me? I don't mean get up and do your arms like the Father Abraham song. I'm tired after that. I want you to think about the word everybody. Come on, think about it. Everybody. 
everybody. What does that mean to you? What does that mean to you? Think about family members. Think about people that you know. Think about people that you think are impossible. That means them. You mean God can save them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. God can save everybody. God can even save Seahawks fans. A little tougher. I'm just doing, I just did that for Verla. God can save anybody, amen? I want you to understand that it may not seem like it. It may seem like that they're hopelessly lost, but there is no one hopelessly lost with Jesus. He can save everybody. And brothers and sisters, he is coming again. I want you to know that. You're not going to have to worry about your bills anymore. You're not going to have to worry about all those things that you're worrying about. And brothers and sisters, I want to tell you, we need to act like he's coming again. Amen? I remember as a kid, people would drop by our house, and my mom would go into a panic because the house was not as presentable as she liked it to be. To me, it looked fine. To my dad, it looked fine. To my mom, not the case. And so my mom would rush around the house trying to clean everything, and then she would, in her way, encourage me to clean and what that means is that she would yell at me. Like, hurry up, hurry up, clink, clink, clink. Knowing full well the people outside the door can hear what she's saying, right? And she would clean and clean and clean, and then we would invite people in. Amen? Brothers and sisters, some of you, some of you are waiting too long to invite Jesus into your heart to clean it. And you're trying to clean it on your own. It will never happen. You are trying to clean up your life. There's people that you know you're trying to clean up your life, and it will never happen. Only the Holy Ghost can come into your life and clean it up, okay? He just wants you to say, I'm sorry. He just wants you to say, I'll change. And if you do that, the Holy Ghost will come in and do the work. Brothers and sisters, quit wasting time and get on board and realize that the Lord is coming back, and it's time to purify our hearts, amen? You can't live in both worlds. You just can't. It is time to get right with God. And I, I tell you, and I, when I, I say this when I mean this. When I, when I started working in this sermon, I didn't feel it, so to speak. Because, you know, we pastors, we like to feel it in our heart. We like to feel that emotion. But I knew the Lord wanted me to preach on this. And I was down here praying this morning, right here right here, and the Holy Ghost came on me, and I started shaking, and the Lord just confirmed to me, he said, I'm coming soon, people get ready, and then the Lord confirmed me today, Sunday school was about the resurrection, and then our song, uh, the first song we did, there was a part about him coming back, brothers and sisters, there's confirmation after confirmation, the Lord is coming back, amen, the Lord is coming back, he's coming back, but here's the great thing, we're going to be changed, because see, we can't enter his gates in our current form. 
1 Corinthians 15.50 Now this I say, brother, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. In other words, when sin came into the world in Genesis chapter 3, our bodies were stained forever. We cannot go to heaven like this. Because you know what the Lord does? And this is how awesome he is. The Lord gives us a new body. Wouldn't that be awesome to have a new body? A body that doesn't get sick. A body that doesn't get COVID. A body that if it doesn't sneeze all the time. A body with good eyesight. Like I don't have my glasses on and I really can't see you right now. You're just like a bunch of blurs. Amen. You know, a body that doesn't have diabetes and and I can eat all the candy that I want to. I know there's going to be candy in heaven. You know what else I know there's going to be there? Fry bread. Amen. I know there's going to be fry bread there because it's supposed to be a place that we love. So I know fry bread's going to be there and I can have as much as I want. Amen. And I know that, that this body that I have will no longer have the aches and the pains and the things that go with it. It's going to be beautiful. See, justification, when we got saved, it renewed our spirit with God. Our spirit became alive. When you received sanctification, it cleansed our home. But the Holy Ghost gave us the power of God. It, It gave us what we call heaven below. But there's coming a point, brothers and sisters, that we're going to shed our mortal bodies and change into something glorious. Amen. When will this happen? Now I'm almost done. You got to help me though, okay? Because who's hungry? Who smells that food downstairs? You're going to have to wait. When is this going to happen? See, when I talk about the resurrection, there's another name for it, the word rapture. And there's a lot of different thoughts about the rapture. I'm not going to go into detail into any of it. There's people believe that, you know, once we have the tribulation, that uh, this is when the beast rises up and, he, and people worship the beast. And people are saying that the rapture, when God takes the saints, is going to happen before the, uh, rep, uh, the tribulation or in the middle of the tribulation or at the end of the tribulation. Can, can I tell you something? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when we go. It's just that we go. Amen? Amen. Can I say that to you? It doesn't matter. If you come up to me and you say, Pastor, I believe in the, in, uh, the, res- the, the rapture at the end of the tribulation, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say, well, praise God. I hope it works for you, okay? If you tell me you believe in the beginning of the rapture, then that's fine too. I don't care what we believe in the sense that I just think we believe the same thing, that God's coming back for us, amen? He's coming back for us. And in the, in the mission or in the instance of our trial, the times that we're struggling, you got to know this is not my home. Amen. I have a home over there in glory. It's my first home, not my second home. And I am going there one day. I'm going to take possession of what's been given to me and I will live with my king forever. Amen. Let's not worry about when he comes. 1 Thessalonians 5, 2, it says this, For you yourselves know perfectly 
that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. See, you ever know when a thief is going to come? They don't call you and say, hey, I'm coming over to your house to steal your stuff, do you? If they do, you know to call the police and stand there with your shotgun so they don't come, right? But the thief comes when you, don't, when you least expect it. Brothers and sisters, I think we can understand and know that the Lord is coming back and we expect his coming, amen? We know that he's coming. The signs are there, praise God. Also understand we are not the objects of his wrath, but we have attained mercy. 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 as they begin some music for me. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, we're about ready to go through some tough times, amen? This country is being handed over to evil. Come on. Can we be honest about that for a second? When people try to stand up politically and say, no, that's not right, this is what we need to do, they're shamed and embarrassed, and they're demonized. It is getting to the point, it's harder and harder to be a Christian. But can I tell you something? Look up. Look up, for your redemption draws nigh. The Lord is coming to cash in that chip, so to speak, and take you home with him. Amen? The Lord is ready to come back and say, come on, son. Come on, daughter. Let's go home. You don't need to go through this anymore. I'm taking you to be with me. You're my child. I don't want you to go through this. Amen? When I was in third grade, I had these boys picking on me because I was always super small. Always super small. I was really small. And, and the boys would just pick on me. And they were, they were teasing me and they were doing horrible things and, and saying bad things to me. And all of a sudden I saw this fear in their eyes. And I was like, that's right. I wasn't doing anything. I just thought I was doing it. And I turned around and here comes my mom. <laughs> stomping in her way and showing that bony finger, Right? And say, you leave my kid alone or I will call your mothers and I personally will whip your heinies. All right? You know what those boys did? They ran away in fear. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you right now, the devil may be trying to beat you up. He may be trying to surround you and bully you. But I want you to look behind you because the Lord is coming. Amen? The Lord is coming and he's shaking his finger and saying, you stay away from him. You stay away from her. I'm here now. I'm here now. I'm here now. Listen, I know what you're going through is tough because you feel like you're the only one. That's why you need to be in the church because look around you. You're not the only one. Amen? All of us are going through something. All of us are having a trial. All of us do something. But let me tell you, when we come in here and we take those burdens off us and we say, here, Lord, take it. He says, okay, I got you. I got you. Brothers and sisters, he is looking for a perfected bride, holy, pure, and white. I'm not talking about making mistakes, but are you living right for him? 
Are you living a holy life? Are you doing what you're supposed to do? Do you have oil in your lamp? I ran across this old song, and let me read it to you as we close. I remember we used to sing this song here all the time. It says, what a day that will be. When my Jesus I shall see. When I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land, what a day, glorious day that will be. Can we rise as they cut the music off and sing that together? Come on, stand with me. What a day that will be. Come on, sing it. When my Jesus I shall see, when I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace, when he takes me by his hand and leads me through the promised land, what a day, glorious day that will be. I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling sort of happy now. All right? Come on now. What a day that will be when my Jesus, oh hallelujah, I will see. When I look upon, come on, let's lift our hands and praise him. I will see me by his grace when he takes me by the hand and leads me through the glorious land. What a day, glorious day that will be. How many feel that right now? How many feel that right now? How many feel that right now? Listen, as they put on some music again, if you're going through a rough time and you just need us to agree with you and just pray for you, I want my prayer team to be ready to be assembled. But for those of you, you just need prayer. You need God to encourage you. And, and if, if there's anything that I want to do this morning, I, I want to encourage you, amen? Because life can be discouraging. But this is not our home. Amen. See, no matter how bad work is, I know that I can go home. I know that I can go home. And brothers and sisters, we are going home. Amen. If that's you and you just need prayer this morning, I want you to work your way up here right now. Come on, don't wait. Work your way up here. If you need prayer, we want to pray with you. I need my prayer team to surround those who are coming up and begin praying for them. Thank you, Jesus. Begin praying for them. Now listen, those of you up here, I want you to just raise your hand. We're going to be praying for you. Everybody who's 
Up here, I want you to simply extend your, not up here, I want you to extend your hand right now. Begin praying for these guys. Begin praying for them. Thank you, Jesus. Your God, your people need you right now, God. Your people need you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, have your way right now, God. Have your way right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Have your way right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Have your way right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, God. Have your way. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, God. Have your way, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Right now in the name of Jesus. Right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you, God, for what you're doing. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. We believe, Lord, that it is done right now in the name of Jesus. If you need healing, ask for it. If there's something going on in your life that you need God to answer for, do it right now in the name of Jesus. Can we find that song, What a Day, please, and put it up? I want the chorus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, church. Come on, church. Pray with me. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, your people need you, God. You need you, God. They need you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, I praise you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Come on, sing it with me. Turn on the music. Everybody sing this with me. What a day that will be when my Jesus I sh Come on, sing it loud. When I look how hallelujah upon his face, the one who saved me by... Oh, God, come on now. When I takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will be. Come on, sing it one more time. What a day. Come on now. Somebody should be worshiping. And my Jesus I shall see when I look upon his face. And save me by his grace when he takes me by the hand and leads me through. What a day, glorious day that will be. Amen. 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 Now, listen to me. I feel like we need to kind of break through a little bit. I feel like you're there, but you're not quite there. You're kind of holding on to it. You feel like you, feel like you kind of got cement shoes. You know what I mean? Anybody here got cement shoes? You know what I'm talking about? You're like trying to, you know, try, you, you know you're trying to do something, but you just feel weighted down. You feel weighted down. So, I, you know, 
You're going to have to bear with me a little bit. I know you're hungry, but I'm hungry for God, okay? We need to kind of break through a little bit, okay? So the way that we do this is we kind of get our feet moving a little bit, okay? We got our feet moving a little bit. Come on, who's willing to do it with me? Don't make me do it by myself. I want you guys out there, we get our feet moving a little bit. And we just say, thank you, Lord. You're coming back. Thank you, God. You're coming back. Thank you, Jesus. Come on now, let's worship him. Worship him. Hallelujah. 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 We praise you, God. We praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. See, I want you to understand, I want you to understand that God's not going to come over you and possess you and you just start doing that, okay? All right? You're not just going to, he's not, and all of a sudden you're like, wow, God, you're doing that. That's not how it works. The worship comes from in here. In here, and then we control it, okay? Now, I'm not asking you to slap your neighbor, okay? They may need slapping, like Nick. Somebody just needs to slap him, okay? For no other reason, all right? But no, we need to worship God, amen? Listen, I don't know about you, but I'm going home! I'm going home! I'm going home! I want you to say it with me. I want you to say it with me on the count of three. I'm going home. Are you ready? One, two. I need everybody to get off their cell phones. I want you to pay attention to me, okay? I want everybody to focus on me because I'm pretty. Are you ready? One, two, three. I'm going home. That was good. Listen, I want you to think about that devil that's been attacking you this week. And I want you to look at him and say, I'm going home. Come on, say it with me. I'm going home. I want, you to, I want you to think about that doctor that gave you bad news this week, and you look at them and say, I'm going home. Now, some of you aren't saying it with me, so I'm going to have to get you to do it again, okay? I can keep you here all day. It don't, it don't matter to me, okay? Listen, we're not going to have prayer meeting tonight. We're going to eat, and we're going to eat good, and then we're going to our second home. Our first home is heaven. Maybe your relatives are giving you crazy thoughts. <laughs> you know what you say? I'm going home. I'm going home. Come on, I'm going home. I'm going home. Maybe, maybe, just maybe your pastor's getting on your nerves because you want to go eat. I'm going home. I'm going home. I'm going home. But pastor, they're talking about transgenders in the school. I'm going home. Pastor, they're talking about, you know, homosexuality like it's okay. I'm going home. Pastor, they're talking about pedophiles and drugs. I'm going home. I'm going home. Now, I know what you're saying. You're saying, pastor, you're just getting people worked up. Yeah, that's kind of the point. That's kind of the point because we need to be worked up, amen? We need to be reminded that this is not our home, amen? Our home is over there. Hallelujah. I'm going home. 
Listen, if you come to the church and you see a pile of clothes on the stage, do not come looking for me because I will be with Jesus. Amen? If you see my car and there's nothing in it but a bunch of clothes, don't you worry about it because I'm going home. If you look for me, you will not find me because I'm going home. I'm go you better come with me, amen? You better come with me because we're going home, amen? We're going home, amen? We're going home, amen? Whoa, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whoa, hallelujah. When that bill collector calls you and you don't have the money, you tell them, don't worry about me, I'm going home. When your people are giving you a hard time and they're making you feel bad about yourself, you say, don't worry, I'm going home, amen? And brothers and sisters, it can happen when we go downstairs and we start to eat, amen? It can happen tomorrow. It can happen five years from now. I don't care because I'm going home. I'm going home. But here's the challenge I want to give you. You guys felt heaven a little bit right there, right? I don't want us to go without our loved ones. Come on. I don't mean to bring you down. But you can't just grab them on the way up. That's not the way it works. We need to pray for them. We need to be the ones that the agents of God to go out and say, okay, let's pastor I've tried before. What did we learn two weeks ago? One more time. That one more time saying something to them could be the difference of them giving their life to Jesus. Who's going to join me? Don't raise your hand. Who's going to join me Saturday night? We need to put our Thank you for listening to our service. Be sure to catch the video edition of this on either YouTube or Facebook Live. Again, if you need prayer, contact us at 907-789-3605. May God richly bless you in all things.